Are you ready? A shot of wrestling. Episode 221. And away. We go. Everybody and welcome to episode 221 of A Shot of Wrestling. I'm your host at Michael J. Putty. Let me not forget this time or he'll send me a long, annoying email. Hollywood, Mark Schwann's joining me this week. Marcus, welcome back. And I will CC everyone on the team, including my lawyer. You're goddamn right I will. What's up, Putty? Good to see you. Oh, uh, yeah. Great to see you, too. Well, I feel like you just... For those that can't see, and that's none of you, only I can see Putty right now, he just rolled his eyes at me, as he always does when he speaks to me. You know, this contract that we have of us being friends is getting really exhausting. Oh, can we break it then? No, it's a lifelong contract, uh-huh. dude. You can't break that. Until we get Carson on the show. Anyway, Carson's coming on next week with me. Oh, great. Woo! Something to listen to. How you doing, Mark? How was your week? My week is pretty good, actually, all things considered. Any more auditions? Um, I actually had to turn down a part wow. because it was filming in Atlanta. And so I, I was doing the math of like the, the, what they were offering me. And I was like, dude, I'm going to be like losing money on this because mm-hmm. I had to fly myself out. I had to put myself up for six days. Good drove. And what's up? Good drove. No, nah, but road trip. Let me think. My, my wife's car, she needs it. So then I talked to my manager about it. And like production is going to start picking up in New York. There's already stuff coming out for September. They submitting me for. So if I come, if I do this in Atlanta, I come back after quarantine for two weeks, and then if I miss out on opportunities here that are better paying gigs, then I'm screwed. So I had to bow out. Great, great story. So you know what? what? Oh yeah, yes, yes, me about acting stuff. So that's yeah. Relax, Mark. Just kidding. Relax. Jeez. Wow. So you know what I did this don't week? Don't ask a question if you don't want to know the answer. You know what I did this week? What did you do? Hopped in the time machine, went back to the before times. A friend of mine actually physically appeared in my apartment, hung out with somebody face-to-face. I was like, he sent me a text. He's like, oh, uh, let's roll the dice. Let me, uh, let's hang out tonight. I'm like, really want to hang out with the really severely contagious, deadly disease? We're going to say roll the dice. Uh, but we did it. I cleaned my disinfected everything in my apartment, set everything separate. It was interesting hanging out with somebody face to face that I don't work with. It was uh, interesting. It's been so long. What five six months now? Yeah, no, it's going on to six months, I believe. So wait, you had someone over, and yeah. we're not doing the show in person. Yes, correct. I I I, I feel hurt. We shouldn't. We shouldn't, bro. We shouldn't feel hurt at all. I'm saving you the I, trouble I, of dri- driving here. You can't drink your. I don't have any vodka, nor do I have tonic for you. I'm looking out for I you. I could bring my own. Yeah, then you we'll have to get pulled over. You have vodka tonic in your. Your car? I was just offered to the officer. Hmm. Depends on who you get. Mm, does. <laughs> Damn, buddy, that's cold shit. So wait, 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 wait. Am I ever going to do the show with you in person again? Ready to get into some news? What the fuck? 
It's time for In the News with Michael J. Putty and Mark Schwab. All right, Mark. Start with the news. Renee Young reportedly gave her notice to the WWE and will be leaving the company after SummerSlam weekend this weekend. At one point, she was under two contracts, WWE and Fox. She had been an employee with WWE since, I think, 2012, I believe she was. She hosted Talking Smack. She was a part of the Total Divas cast. She's done a lot backstage correspondent. She was the first female full-time announced team member, otherwise known as a commentator. Just blanked out for real quick. <laughs> Uh, this is going to be a huge loss, no? This is a huge loss. Like, I remember somebody called, I think it was Vince McMahon called her like an asset when we were talking about uh, Fox Sports WB backstage. Renee Young's an asset. She's such a valuable asset to this company. She could do anything we've asked her to do. And now they have nothing for her. You can't demote her back to backstage correspondent because that's already filled with three people, I think. So what was her future in WB? I mean, she did everything. Yeah, I mean, she did everything that company asked and then some. You know, I, I know people knocked her commentary ability, but, you know, that was a brand new role for her. She was just thrown in there. And I actually think she did a pretty good job for what she did. Uh, did she get lost at times between Corey Graves and Michael Cole? Absolutely. But, you know, she eventually she was finding her niche in there. Yeah, and uh, I think I, I didn't have a problem with her at all. I, I think people just like to shit on her because she's a woman. Yeah, of course. Um, but, you know, Renee Young always, always knocked out of the park in her backstage role or when she was a talk show host. I mean, she was pretty much the Aaron Andrews of WWE. Yeah, basically. And, you know, I think she was very much well-liked backstage. I, you know, she's she's got that personality where it's hard not to like her. You know, yes, and I, that. I, I think WWE is going to lose a huge asset here with Renee Young. I mean, she already she had contract offers from ESPN while she was in WWE and she turned it down because, you know, she was working with her husband and, you know, she was loyal to the company. But now uh, WWE doesn't have anything for her, which boggles my mind uh, because, you know, no disrespect to any of the other correspondents that they have, but, you know, Renee Young is the GOAT in that that role, in my opinion. You know, she's the best at what she does. Bring her back as a backstage correspondent seems like a demotion, but kind of a slap in the face that you're bringing back talking smack and not having her as a host. Right. No, it, it, it's just insane. So no matter unless where she, she unless goes, it was offered next, to her and she decided to bow out. But I mean, that, that could be the case too. We we don't know. You know, I, Renee Young again, whichever role that she's given next, and, and you know, WWE they do have that no compete clause, so we're not going to see her out in another wrestling promotion for a bit. But you know, she she's got that personality where she could do whatever she wants. She could have a podcast. She can have, she has a cookbook coming out. She could have her own little uh, reality TV show with Moxley or, or whatever, you know, and eventually, I mean, let's face the fact, she's going to go to AEW, right? I, I think that's a no brainer here. Okay. I, I wasn't assuming so, that, but I, I mean, yeah, we're all assuming it, but like, it what, just makes what sense the, because what, what is there for her to do over there? Who knows, man? Who knows? I mean, she could go back to that same role that she had before. Maybe she could do something with her husband. You know, maybe be a manager. I don't necessarily know. Did we talk about a couple months ago she was thinking about being manager? Right. Right. I mean, maybe she was hinting at something. Yeah. I I think that would be interesting. We had uh, a glimpse of that storyline when it was uh, Dean Ambrose at that time was feuding with The Miz. Mm -hmm. You know, when she was brought into that storyline. So, you know, Renee Young could do a lot. She's one of those people that you, you could put her. She's a like a flex player in fantasy football. You you can you can put her in any role. You, you know she's going to do well. Yeah, eight years. Well, good for her. I mean, I said it's going to be a big big loss 
and think they're going to regret it. They couldn't find something else for her to do. It's just, it's just crazy. You know, I mean, it just baffles my mind. But you know, whoever picks her up, it's going to they're going to gain a great asset with her. In other news, Mark, this story was heavy and like, whoa. Sonya Deville testified at the pretrial bail hearing of Philip Arnold Thomas II this week. The 24-year-old from Cordsville, South Carolina, was arrested last weekend after breaking into her apartment to abduct her. He was found in her home by police in possession of a knife, zip ties, mace, duct tape, a window punch, and many other items. He has been charged with attempted armed kidnapping, criminal mischief, armed burglary of a dwelling, and aggravated stalking. He was assigned a public defender and, as of now, has invoked his Fifth Amendment right. Now, regarding those charges I just mentioned, Mark, aggravated stalking is a third-degree felony. Armed burglary of a dwelling is a second-degree felony. Armed kidnapping with ransom or reward or hostage is a first-degree felony. Criminal mischief is a $200 fine. He can face up to 15 years in prison or probation for the burglary charge, up to five years in prison or probation for the stalking charge, and up to life in prison or probation for the kidnapping charge. How do you go from life in prison or probation? <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know. His attorney tried to get a $2 million bail. Also, they want to secure him with a GPS monitor. That was denied. The judge felt that he was a huge risk to the community. So he'll be incarcerated until the court dates. I mean, I just read the story. I found out someone broke into her house. I'm like, oh, man, that sucks. But when he just read the details, I'm like, holy shit, this is scary. That's horrifying. Yeah, it absolutely I, is. Amazing. You know, I, 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 it's just... You know, we hear stories about crazy fans in wrestling, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and this just, this just like eight months. Uh, it's, eight it's, months. It's beyond insane. Like this is something you feel like you watch an investigation discovery, uh, a TV show. Yeah, you know, it, it's yeah, something like that. Or it's just and how Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose how they got out of the situation too, like. It's just—it sounds like a scene from a horror movie. Yeah, horror movie's right. I mean, imagine if he was successful. What would happen, man? Because she went on to more gruesome, graphic, horrifying details, which I chose to omit because ugh, it's creepy. I'm getting the chills just thinking about it. No, yep. it's it's absolutely it's absolutely creepy, and then just like the, the ongoing messages that on her uh, Instagram. Yeah. Now uh, what he would do, and then her girlfriend, her girlfriend had to get rid of it. Yeah. To her ex girlfriend, the threats, her own, her little niece. Uh, it's just, I, I mean, like, I, I'm at a loss for words because, you know, we, we, we hear time and time again about these crazy fans and what they do. You, you see these uncomfortable pictures that they take with, with the female athletes when they're, they're hugging them when clearly they don't mm-hmm. want to be touched. And you hear the messages, or you even see the messages on there over social media, what they say. And, Lord knows he probably even get worse stuff in her DMs, but uh, this this is just this is just wild. You know, apparently I know WWE uh, talent. You know, they're they're looking to get guns. They're looking to up their security, and, and you can't blame them. You can't you can't blame them at all? You know, like wrestling fans are a different breed. I feel like, and this is not a knock to every single wrestling fan, but this is just from the, what I've encountered in in my own little indie world hearing this i mean i've been on tv before as an actor you know people recognize people do recognize me They're like oh dude i saw you in that thing blah 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 that's awesome it ends right there but like some of the wrestling fans it goes beyond above and beyond that you know as far as like with the dms and what they say and like how they approach you 
it, it, it's just it takes a different level. It, it's um, they're more passionate in a sense, which is great, but then sometimes that passion could go into obsession, which is dangerous. Is it unforgettable? Like, do they remember, do they recognize you from Unforgettable? That, that word no, thing? it was pretty unfor- that part was pretty un- uh, pretty forgettable. <laughs> now, Mark, as an actor, do you ever like? I'm assuming going to go into acting, the goal is to become an A-list famous actor, no? I mean, yeah, sure. I mean, not for everyone, but yeah. Do you ever, do you, like nowadays, do you ever have to think about, about your social medias of what if I get a stalker now? Because more and more I, I'm hearing I, like, I was... TMZ people breaking into people's houses, more creepy, like I think it was Selena Gomez or somebody just got an injunction against somebody. It just, it's right. insane. So I, I, this is something like when I first started, I, I hired a business manager, right? And this stuff that we actually went over, uh, you know, because there were a lot of times where I posted a lot of my niece and my nephew, mm-hmm. I mentioned it by name, uh, you know, even like, you know, when I was dating my wife at the time, like I would post more about her and mention her by name. But then I had to take that stuff down because, it, you know, he, he, Rob, a good point. Like, you know, you don't, you want to find a, like a fine line with this stuff. I, uh, you know, I, I get you on post special, special occasions, but you, you have to do what you can to protect these people because yeah, because you're, you're not anything now. This is before I went into acting full time, but you know, you will become someone and this is going to be very easy to find. You know, do you want something to happen to your, to your girlfriend? Do you want something to happen to your niece? And when he started mentioning that, like that really hit home for me. I was like, "Wow, shit, yeah, I, I have a responsibility to protect these people." Yeah, you know. So like, there's a reason. Like, you know, when we talk about even on the air here, when we talk about my wife, I never mention her by name because you know I don't want anyone to find that so easily. I mean, granted, there are ways that people can find stuff. If they really want to find it, sure. But you know, I want I want to do my part as much as possible to make it harder for them. Now you got to think about everything nowadays. You got to watch your back wherever you turn, especially social media now. Right. Everyone's everywhere. And, and you know, I, I have to say, like, Sonia Deville did the right thing as far as, like, not attacking this dude. Yeah. Because, you know, a lot of people say, like, you know, oh, she could have kicked his ass. Probably could have. Yeah, hands down. But, but, you know, the dude was armed. He had a weapon. To a T. At least one weapon. I'm sure he had more. And, and, and plus, Sonia Deville is trained in MMA. She's a lethal weapon. So I have a story about this, actually. Um, so I have family, a, a friend of the family, right? Years ago, a long time ago, he's a black belt in karate, uh, some sort of martial arts, excuse me. And his son was being kidnapped right in front of his eyes, Oof. right? So, of course, he does what every father would do. He kicked the guy's ass. He wanted to break the guy's arm, okay. right, to save his son. That dude sued because well, my friend of family didn't say that he was a black belt. You're supposed to say that you're a black belt. Really? Otherwise, because you're te- technically a lethal weapon. Holy shit. Don't tell me this guy so won. He didn't win, thankfully. But like, yeah. the fact that he had to go through that in general. Yeah, still. Wow. Good to know. Is that why you always talk about your black belt? Right. <laughs> so it's public knowledge. I'm a black belt, so don't fuck with me. Mark, let's move on quickly. Finally, another news. One of my favorite subjects to always talk about over the last four and a half years of this show. Triple H confirmed in his NXT TakeOver 30 media call on Wednesday, the draft's coming back. And this time he teased a major 
draft format, saying, and I quote, now wrestlers have the opportunity to wrap up their runs on Raw or SmackDown and move over to a completely different brand with a different style in NXT. Maybe refresh, get a fresh coat of paint, or try something different. You can start over with a different character, and moving to NXT definitely gives them the ability to do that. Furthermore, he said with all three shows having their own primetime TV slots, it's more critical to balance all three rosters than just taking talent away from NXT. You made a good point. What are your thoughts about the upcoming draft? Are you excited about this? Do you think it'll shake things up? Do you think it'll help with the ratings at all? Um, you know, it, it remains to be seen. You know, I, I think it, it's a good it's a good concept as far as like, all right, how do you even out the brands, especially with NXT? It's just, you know, I've never personally been the biggest fan of the draft. You know, I I, I liked it when they were able to mix it up more uh, with the different rosters on there. I, I felt like it had an unpredictability factor. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I feel like when you have these drafts and you you have these set rosters, you get you see the same matches over and over and over and over and over and over and over again at nausea. And I, I don't know. I, I like I like things to be shook up a little bit. And the draft, yes, it does that, but it's only it's only for like a short span of time. You know, I I, I just I don't know. I, I like them to mix it up with just a little bit more. Well, they are now doing NXT. People from Raw or SmackDown can get drafted over to NXT now for the first time. That yeah, so that that part is pretty exciting. So, like, I, I like how Triple H is trying to make it a little bit more fresh, a little bit more interesting. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, it, it, it's going to be it's, we're going to have to see, you know, what talent is going to wear, what are they going to do with them? Yeah, who who's to say? Like, you know, um, I, I really don't know, man. I'm, I'm not really completely sold on it. Cause like I said, I've never been a huge fan of the draft, so I'm not really expecting much into this. Just the way he said it, how you can go over to NXT now with a f- fresh start, get a fresh coat of paint, start over with a different character. Doesn't sound like... So, like, 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 like who? Does, who would you want to see that go to NXT then? Like, get a fresh start? That's what I'm saying. It doesn't sound like, like you're going to see Randy Orton in NXT. It's going to sound like somebody no. who's not really all that active. Like someone like a Zack Ryder would have probably been drafted to NXT. Right, we're going to see like what Ginger Mahal, Mojo Raleigh, Dana Brooke, maybe. Oh, Ginger Mahal, yeah, give him something to do. I miss my man. Don't hinder Ginger, baby. Don't hinder Ginger. <laughs> anyway, Mark, that's all I got in the news this week. You ready to talk about some TV? A lot of stuff happened this week. Big, busy week of TV. Was it though? Was it really? There was no AEW. We we, we recorded on Friday, so AEW was on Saturday. So obviously, we haven't watched that. Yeah, that's fine. What a loser. It's time for this week's TV Takedown. All right, Mark. TV Takedown time. Floor is yours. You know, I I didn't necessarily think it was as big of a week as you were making out to be for wrestling. Uh, I feel like there are a couple good moments in there, but I have to say the biggest thing for me and Putty, uh, I hope you're glued to your seat. My TV takedown is from Impact. Oh, wow. Okay. That tag team match, the Motor City Machine Guns and the North. Great. Wow. Wow. And, you know, I've seen them face each other before. And uh, the last time they faced each other, uh, that was very close to being my TV takedown. I think there was a a huge moment in a storyline, WWE, that took place. But uh, Jesus Christ, man, these guys... Okay, so AEW, right? People say like they have the best tag team division out there, and I, I could agree with that. But these two teams, 
right here, Motor City Machine Guns in the North might be the two best teams out there, in my opinion. Okay. Or they have, they might even they might even just have the best chemistry. I don't know. They they don't get enough credit. Totally agree. Totally agree with that. They're, they're amazing. They were my takedown when that match happened what three weeks ago, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. And, and this match was, if not as good, better. Yeah, I'll give you that. I think I think the other one was a little better, but this one was just amazing. It's just their chemistry is off the charts uh, as a team, and then the teams facing each other. It's just it, it's like watching a painting. Like, that's what tag team wrestling is about. Like that's something that severely lacks on, on any capacity in WWE. Like, I don't even see good tag team wrestling in NXT. What was great about that match too was again that commentary team of Josh Matthews and uh, Madison Rain. Uh, the commentary just added to that match. They're just they're on point that whole match, and it's something I just noticed. Oh yeah, 100%. The and the whole card was was it was well done. You know, even like like the undercard, it, it was just um, it, it felt like a pay per view. You know, yeah, Impact they're not getting enough love. You know, I, I feel like they're they're they've been consistent over the last. I, I don't know how long I've been watching. It's not been that. It hasn't been that long, but. Each time, I'm just like, okay, I'm invested in these characters. I'm invested in the storylines. Uh, I'm loving Russell House. Like, that, that was that was almost my takedown, but you know that, that tag team match just—it's just nothing but love. Something I thought would be like really cheesy and hokey. I'm like, oh no, they're actually doing very well with it. But, uh, I don't know how long it's going to go on for before it starts becoming cheesy and hokey, but so far, so good. They're killing it, man. Knocking it out of the park. Welcome to the club. I feel like I'm actually watching a reality TV show. Yeah, it's great. Like a, a weird version of it. Very weird. No Tommy Dreamer this week, though. Disappointed. Very. Disappointed, but we'll get to Tommy Dreamer later. So I watched a little bit of NXT this week, and something I thought was going to happen at NXT TakeOver 30 happened with the return of my girl Raquel Gonzalez. Very happy to see her back. Missed her on my TV. Happy to see my faction member back and my team united even stronger than before, Mark. How's the how's Simone Johnson doing? But my takeaway, I'll, I'll let you know later. Surprising, the takeaway of mine is Pat McAfee and Adam Cole. Wow, that, really? That promo they both had. His promo, first of all, as a heel promo, was phenomenal. I thought he did a great job. I wasn't expecting much. I know he's a radio host. He's kind of a celebrity. He, he's done these pre-shows with WB4, so he's used to being behind a microphone. But a lot of times, you have these guys from other worlds come in to the WWE Universe, and they aren't really that great on the microphone. Right. It's a different now, world. Pat McAfee, he's just got that that persona. He's got, he's know, got he, it, yeah. 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 Hey, you forget, I mean, just by looking at him, that he was a punter. A punter, hey, he, yeah. Yeah, he, he's in incredible shape. He, he looks huge compared to Adam Cole. Uh, yeah, I mean, Pat McAfee, he's just a natural talker, and, and this just... Him in WWE does make sense. I, I'm so curious. I mean, by the time the show airs, like you know, the match would already have yeah, happened. Sure. But it's a match I'm looking forward to seeing just because of the storyline. Is it going to be, you know, a technical masterpiece? No, no, of course not. But you know, it's just I'm compelled by the story. And I love that line he said. He's made over one million dollars in seven different promotions, and if he sticks with wrestling, it'll be eight. Like that oozes confidence, but yet. He's a heel. It came off so very cocky and arrogant. It was it was home run, and I didn't expect that from Pat McAfee. Although I probably said I should have, I wasn't expecting it, and uh, he just blew me away with that. 
Mark, two. Yeah, he, he gets he gets nothing but high praise from me. Two questions, real quick. Uh, I didn't really put it together last week, but this week, obviously, blatantly right in my face. Is Miz the leader of Retribution, or does he have some sort of hand in Retribution? You know, it's funny you say that. So I feel like they're hinting at something here because there were there were a couple of times within the last couple of weeks there, there's been something going on with the Miz, and they, they and they're obviously panning to him for a reason. Yeah, last week he yeah. he didn't save John Morrison because he was on the phone with Maurice, and then this week the camera points to him directly as he comes down, basically after the fight's over. I'm like, huh? I didn't think about it last week, but this week caught my eye, and then. I took to Twitter to post it. Then I read other people commenting on it and like, oh, yeah, okay. I didn't think about it last week. So something's going on with Miz and Retribution. I don't know if they're just trying to swerve us or because it seems a little too obvious right now and too early to it be It does seem a little too obvious, but like obviously it, it's something's going to happen here with this, with the Miz and Retribution somehow, some way. You know, or people are going to accuse him of being in it, and that's it's obviously the obvious choice. But once it would not, like, what's going to happen here? Because at the end of the day, I mean, yeah, it's obvious with all, all the camera cuts and what's going on here. But why? You know, just for right. character purposes, it doesn't make sense. That was another question. Do you think I don't see Miz leading this kind of faction, this style? Right. It, seem, it seems out of character for him. Right. You know, because he's. He's WWE's go-to guy, especially when it comes to, you know, going to going to events and being a brand ambassador for the company. Yeah, he, he's a loyal WWE person, and he's a-lister. Uh, he's, he's a-lister, right? Fancy suits, uh, unless fancy they, cars. Unless they play into the fact that you know he was a former WWE champion, and never got back in the championship picture at all no. since. That'd be a good one. You know, it's just a bunch of disgruntled champions. Because he had the uh, Miz Taraj, but that was just a goofy tag team type thing. Him to lead a we talked about it last week. To him to be the, the leader of this serious kind of formidable faction like this, this huge faction, it seems out of place. Right. Who, whoever's behind this, I mean, this is going to be a big faction. Obviously, like uh, this past this past week on SmackDown, uh, obviously more members. Of I almost call them the Dark Order, but Retribution. There's obviously more members there. Uh, some of them bigger in size than we initially saw them. Mm-hmm. And they weren't midgets. Uh, obviously, there, there were enough of them to take down Braun Strowman. Again, doing more serious work on SmackDown than they did on Raw. It's interesting. I, I, I don't even remember. What did they do on Raw? I, don't I, really I forget. Know. I think they did something, but they did do something. I think, I don't even remember. I'm going to try to bother at this point. Uh, more, I, I don't even remember. Moving on real quick. The big news story of the week. What's your thoughts on the Thunderdome? I have a feeling you would not like it. You said you're kind of in the middle. Is that correct? I am in the middle. I am in the middle. I, I think Thunderdome, visually, it's it, you, you can't help but be like, wow, that's, that's cool. Yeah. From a visual standpoint, especially with the lighting effects. I think they did a great job. And you can tell clearly in the opening, they told Bray Wyatt to slow down in his walk because – that's a great way. That's a great entrance to showcase yes. the Thunderdome for, uh, right full capacity. Like, okay, this is just not for the fiend. It's more so just to show off what they have here. Yeah, exactly. And it, it was cool. It, it was really, really cool to see. But now, my problems with it is the sound. You know, I, I, I the piped in noise. You notice the piping noise? It just stayed the same all throughout. My wife says it sounds like you're watching a soccer game because soccer they're doing the same thing. They're just pumping in the noise. That's funny. It's just there's there's no there's no inflection in there. There's okay. no. Um, from what I heard, 
it came it leaked on Thursday. Remember they did that test on Thursday? Somebody on a website somewhere, I think Reddit probably, was a part of the Thursday test group. There was a lag and a slight delay. It was, it, the feed was choppy on their end. So that's why they couldn't re- really react to too many things because it wasn't what we were watching on TV. It was choppy and laggy. So the, the feed would go in and out sometimes. So that once they probably... Mat- I mean, that's huge broadband. That's how they, a lot of internet usage they're using. It's probably going to take some time to you know, clean it up, the kinks out of it. I think once it's working fully... Oh, I can't even talk tonight. Fully operational. I'm with you. <laughs> yeah, and they get the... Uh, it up and running seamlessly, I think that'll solve the sound. I noticed that too, the, the sound, like no one's really reacting it, it, to anything we saw on TV. It was throwing me off, man. Like, and then I, I from what I understand, uh, whoever's, whoever it's a fan there in the LED lights, they're supposed to have their microphone on. So it's like, wait, so is this their sound or is this just sound being pumped in? Or is that a mixture of both? That I didn't hear about. I just know that the lag they had issue because with you, video. you don't necessarily you don't see anyone necessarily being excited in there. Like I just see people like stone faced or like picking their nose or whatever. I saw a couple of people cheering and marking out, but like it was very few and far between. I don't know. Like, so like I said, the lights the first night, cool. Though. The first night it was the first night. Let's give them a couple of weeks to get the kinks out and go back to get it up and running. Yeah, I can't believe I'm saying this, but. Like, <laughs> Their their developmental talent sounded more organic, noise wise. Because hey, that was like, live people in person. There was no delay. There's no lag. There was no right. Even but when you watch people on, saying, like, you watch interviews on news or on the radio or TV now, when they do it inter- over the web, sometimes there's a slight delay based on the people's connections. But it, what I'm saying regarding to that is like the NXT development developmental talent. They they were just sounded so forced. It was an organic noise that they were doing. You know, oh, like, that's that. Yeah, that sounded more authentic than what we had here. It was just it, it threw me off. At one point, especially during the Big E and Sheamus match, I found it all a little distracting because I found it like I wasn't paying attention necessarily to the match, but I was paying attention to everything else that's going on because I guess because it's just new. It's new, you know? yeah. So you're, you're excited, wanted to see how it looks, wanted to see how it sounds. Um, like I said, visually it was awesome. Uh, it just it was it was very much a lackluster. It's weird how they sound. They went right back to the way they used to do shows, like the camera cuts, the camera angles, stuff that they haven't really been doing in the performance center because they really couldn't. Right. So it just felt like I was watching Raw again and SmackDown again, only in front of a bunch of LED boards and piped in sound. Yeah. The camera angles, the production value was still there. It was, uh, oh shit. I haven't seen this in a couple months. WWE will always have. I, they'll always have the edge over every single promotion. Excuse me, I can't talk either. They'll have the edge over every single promotion regarding production value. I, I don't see any other company really competing with them as far as that goes. I would hope not. Yeah, they've been doing it for so many years, right? They shut it down. Did you miss? Did you miss AEW this week, buddy? My, my AEW guy. What you, what you watch? I did. Wednesday? I did. I, I, I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to Saturday. I mean, obviously, again, you know, this show is already airing as AEW already happened. Uh, but, you know, I was looking forward to seeing Cody Rhodes and, and Brody Lee. Uh, rumor has it Brody Lee is supposed to win the TNT championship. So oh, I will right. look to see what happens with that. And rumor has it Thunder Rosa is going to be there. Uh, I heard that. Yeah, somewhere. Yeah. So I, I, I'm, I'm intrigued. No, I don't know what time it's on. I heard it's like earlier, but. 
like you, six, I think. Are you going to watch that over um, NXT TakeOver? Uh, most likely. Most likely. Yeah. You, see, I, you know, I, I'm not really interested in like all the matches NXT has. I can't wait for that Keith like, Lee. Keith Lee, Keith Lee Krilla Cross, I'm very much looking forward to. Uh, Io Shirai, Dakota Kai, I'm invested in. The latter match, I'm not so invested in, man. No, I'm not. I'm not really invested in it. I never was. These uh, the first triple threat match was cool, but I just never really got sucked into it. For for some but reason, it should be good. Whole, Those latter it, matches it feels weird. To, good. It feels weird to me, and I don't necessarily know if you want to get into this, but it feels no, weird to me that I don't. I do not want to get into this. I know what you're going to say. But it just it throws me off. Finish your sentence for those of you who don't. Velveteen Dream, the controver- the most controversial one in wrestling right now, right? A wise man once said controversy creates cash, though. Uh, in like- the right way, but this is this this is just... It's weird. Like, is, okay, Triple H they, says they, they, they did an investigation on him, and he's cleared. Okay, so be it. But a lot of us, we've seen the evidence that where it's laid out on social media. It's pretty damning. It doesn't look good for him. And there's been a lot of reports that, you know, WWE plays favoritism and, you know, Velveteen Dream is one of their guys. I don't understand know how I feel about this, man. Like, okay, let's let's give him the benefit of the doubt, all right? Say, say WWE did do a thorough investigation through a third party and the guy's cleared. Mm-hmm. You still have all this negative uh, reaction towards Dream. I just feel like they brought him back too soon and in a, in a, a big spot too soon. You know, well, I, I think they'll always be there no matter how long he's gone. It's going to always be there. Like, I don't, the I don't know. But then, guilty but then why, guilty why put him in such a big spot? That I don't know about that. I thought it was weird. I wasn't like, expecting, you know, was, like yeah, if you're going to bring him back, back, but have him lose, maybe have him job out for a break. Give him the Hunter Hearst Helmsley treatment. You know, yeah, I was surprised he won. So I, I don't know. I, I think at this point, if he were to come back, you know, I don't think people would mind seeing Goldberg give him like five spears and kill no. him. No, not at all. <laughs> and call it a day. But you know, but here we are. You know, again, uh, NXT Takeover happened. Uh, we're filming the day before, so I just, I personally, hope if Dream wins, I'm just going to be absolutely disappointed in WWE. I don't think he'll yeah. win. I don't think they're gonna go that far. So now that they know the reaction, now that they've seen the backlash about it, I don't think he's gonna win. But well, our fans know. Me yeah. and you will find out. <laughs> all right, Mark. That's all I got for television. You ready to play a, a game this week on our last stop to SummerSlam? Want to play a game? Test your knowledge. Last time, last time you want to play a game, you won. You beat Carson, and I'm still in shock Jeez. about that. Okay, so I'm about to beat your ass too. Let's go. Well, I'm asking you questions. You how smart you are. So I mean, I'm, I aced this test already. So I came up with the questions. So am I smarter than you? Basically, I'm saying yes. It's games with Michael J. Putty. All right, Mark. This is SummerSlam weekend. We're doing the show Friday night. SummerSlam weekend. Now, SummerSlam in the books. SummerSlam from the Thunderdome, Mark. Second biggest part of the year. Let's test your SummerSlam knowledge, Mark. Because you constantly are always talking about one match of all the SummerSlams. Let's see what else you know, Mark, okay? Let's put you, let's put you to the test. So Bret Hart, British Bulldog is not going to be an answer at all. 
Okay, that's so you're three and zero right now. Okay, <clears throat> no, of course not. Let's start with question number one, Mark. Good place to start. When did the first SummerSlam take place? Nineteen eighty-nine. Final answer. Final answer. Eighty-eight. Oh, fuck off! Close. So close. Watch your language. Who was the first person to win a title at SummerSlam? To win a title. A title. First person. Yeah. Not necessarily team. Then. I, I, I'm assuming it's going to be an Intercontinental title. So, okay. Ultimate Warrior? Wow. Ultimate Warrior. There were some title matches on SummerSlam, but he was the first to ever win one. Title Sweet. champions. Wow. Look at you pulling straight out of your ass. <laughs> In 2015, which celebrity cost John Cena his match against Seth Rollins? John Stewart. John Stewart. The very first main event of SummerSlam was advertised as the Mega Powers versus who? Oh, that was Zeus and the Macho King. No, wait. Shit. Hold on. Take it back. That wasn't that. It was the Mega Powers versus who in the first ever main event? Mega Powers versus... Oh, um... Sergeant Slaughter and, I mean, no. it was it was, it was the, the the Sheik's character. That was it was that wasn't us. that wasn't the first SummerSlam. That was a couple years later. That was a couple years later. Fuck. It was the Mega Powers versus blank. Want, want me to give you the team members? Maybe that help with the name. Sure. Sure. So it was Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage versus Andre the Giant and Ted DiBiase. I, I give up. What was the name? The Mega Bucks, the Mega Bucks. Fuck me. It's the same thing. Like I would never have guessed it, but once he told me, once I read it, I'm like, yeah, that's right. All right, so you're two and two. <clears throat> Ready? Mm-hmm. SummerSlam 1992 saw Bret Hart versus the British Bulldog in the main event for the Intercontinental Title. Who fought and won the match for the WWE Championship earlier in the night? It's overshadowed by your favorite match of all time. It is. I'll take either who won or the two match participants. Who won? That was in 92. Was it Savage? He's one of them. Hint, he, he, he went in as champion. Savage went in as champion? Yeah. Hogan. Hogan. Final answer? Fuck it, Hogan. Ultimate Warrior. I was going to say a warrior. Damn it. I guess new life model, when in doubt, say Ultimate Warrior. Because it worked for you the first time. Right. Who is the only superstar to compete in both the opening and closing matches of a SummerSlam? The only superstar to do so? Yeah. Opening and closing. Uh, I can give you a year if you want me to. Yes. Ooh, I'll give you an easy hint. I was there for that. So it was in New York. Not necessarily in New York. Oh, man. Want the year? Yeah, please. 2011. L.A. Oh, Seth Rollins. 2011, L.A. Or is it Cena? Final answer? Cena. Alberto Del Rio. He cashed in that night. Holy fuck, dude. That was 2011. Oh, my God. That's what I said. Wait, so who did he face the opening match? I I think it was Dolph Ziggler. I don't remember. Damn. I'm bad at this. You are two and three, right? No. Two and four. Yikes. Smooth sailing from here on out, though, okay? Okay. Who holds the record for the most SummerSlam matches with 16? 
most SummerSlam matches? Yeah. Is it John Cena? Final answer? Sure. The Undertaker. Damn, really? Wish Carson was here. Shout out to Carson. I, I wonder if he would have gotten this too. Ask him next week. I'll, I'll send you these questions next week. You can ask him. <laughs> Besides London, what is the only other city to host SummerSlam outside of the United States? It's in Canada. I want to say... There's only, really two, only two guesses, really, right? Toronto? Toronto's correct. Cool. Back in the board, Mark. Sweet. So you're three and five? Shut up. <laughs> if, you can, if you get the next three, you win. Come on, Mark. Okay. In what year? Is that math right? I don't even know. Too many shots of wrestling. What year did The Undertaker face The Undertaker? I was saying 1994. Remember watching that match too? I was like, "What the hell's going on, Mom?" I was so confused. <laughs> 1994 is correct. Woo. Sweet. Mark your four and five. Okay. Do or die. Here we go. Two questions left. All right. In what year was the first SummerSlam to not feature Hulk Hogan? Was it 92? 1992 is correct. Yes. Wow. Woo. Take you out. Come back, kid. Finally, Mark. This is for okay. the win. All right. And bragging rights next week with Carson. Sweet. I'm all about that. Who holds the record for the most SummerSlam main events with seven? Is it Randy Orton? Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar, really? That's what I said. Really? I know it's in seven main events. Okay. Wow. What were they? Cena, Rock. Yeah, so, close so, Rock? That's all I remember. I'm like, okay. I don't even remember. Yeah, I was there for that. Undertaker. Cena again? Didn't he face Cena twice? No, not at SummerSlam. Anyway, that was fun, Mark. I almost had it. I was very impressed with your comeback. Uh, how many did you get? 11. Did you really? No, I told you I was surprised with number. I was surprised with Brock Lesnar. And uh, what's the other one? I think I didn't get the Undertaker versus Undertaker. I think I said 93 in that one. I almost said 93 as well. I do think of questions and then look at the answers. So I try to answer it and see if I'm right. A mega box. I didn't get mega box. That's all it was. Yeah, mega box. I was never going to get. Not. Nah. It's like again when I heard mega box, I'm like that does sound familiar, but I would never have guessed it in a million years. Did you get Del Rio? Yeah, because I was there for that. Oh shit! Damn. No, I'm Mark. disappointed in myself. You want a lot of respect, no, Mark. I didn't think you would come back. You, you, you fought valiantly. Good job, Marcus. <laughs> Thank you, man. Thank you. All right, so let's get in some go home thoughts. Recording the show Friday night, August twenty first. If you listen to the show from the beginning, four and a half years ago, man, it wasn't easy. We went through a lot of ups and downs. And anytime Green Man would just mouth off and like foul, vile language, he would curse up a storm, right? My retort was always, bro, watch your mouth. My grandmother's listening. Until she, unfortunately she passed away. But wow. today's her birthday. Happy birthday, Grandma. Miss you. Love you. She's still listening. She always loved listening to my podcast. And uh, I miss having her as an audience. So happy birthday. Oh, cheers to her. Cheers. And that's my pretty much goal. thought, Mark, we have some big, big news. I know you're very excited about. Mark, take it away. Well, yeah, man. Uh, this is some big news here for us. You know, we've been in quarantine for quite some time now already. Uh, we had a lot of 
things I was looking forward to do in the indie uh, in the indie wrestling world. Uh, you know, now I get to share this. BCW Bree Combination Wrestling is coming back. They're coming back for the anniversary show September fifth in Atlantic City at the Showboat. I will be there along with the rest of my Satsujin squad. We'll be there with Dominic De Niro, Chris Barton, as they try to take on. Well, I shouldn't say try because let's face the facts. They're going to win. They're going to beat the Ugly Ducklings to become the first ever BCW Tag Team Champions. And I can't wait for that. It's going to be a celebration. And a Rick Recon, our cyborg assassin, he's going to be there. I don't necessarily know his opponent yet, but. It doesn't matter. Let's face it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because right before all this happened, Rick Recon, he was on a tear, man. Like he's stealing the show time and time and time and time again. And there's no doubt he's going to do the same. But the dude's been in, he's in sick shape. He's been working out. He's been training on his own. And, uh, you know, I think he's got the heads up over everyone else out there. What day is this? It's September 5th. It's a Saturday. Is that the same day as the AEW pay per view? My old man. People are, are going to miss that, Mark? No, they're not. Because guess what? What? There's going to be an after party. With Shot of Wrestling, Jimmy J, he's going to be hosting it, and we have a special guest there. We have Tommy Dreamer. Wow, it's huge. That is huge. He's going to be there. Uh, you guys can do a meet and greet with him, hang out, uh, with some drinks, social distance, of course. And that's not all. Afterwards, there's going to be a death match after the watch party. Between you and Tommy Dreamer? Valentine. Oh, damn. No, not between me and Tommy <laughs> Dreamer, no. Wishful thinking. God no, no. But Casanova Valentine, he will be in a death match. I don't necessarily, I don't know his opponent yet, but I, I know it's someone that everyone's going to know. It's going to be a great match. It's going to be a great time. So uh, September fifth, guys, locking dates. Check out ticket prices. Uh, we have a special VIP package for a hundred dollars that gets you, uh, gets you discount for the room. It gets you the show, the BCW show, along with uh, comedian act and a watch party, and a death match, all in one, and you get to hang out with Tommy Dreamer for $100 to go to the AC, man, for Labor Day weekend. So it's going to be a good time, and I know more ticket packages should be available soon. Yeah, discount on Labor Day weekend, that's pretty huge. Yeah, no, absolutely. Sounds fun, Mark. Oh, I'm stoked, man. I can't wait to be back. I can't wait to celebrate with my boys when we win the Tag Team Championship. Mm. Get a little ahead of yourself. Ugly Duckings are pretty much BCW. Faithful, you know what I'm saying? Ugly ducklings, you never can count them out. Have you seen Barton De Niro? Have you seen what they've done over the years? Yeah, but yes, uh, the, first uh, time, the first time the Ugly Ducklings, the first time they faced them, yes, they lost. They put up a great showing, but just think about how much they've grown as a team together since. Think about the teams they beat in this tournament. The, the, the Ugly Ducklings, if they're going to go in there and just quack, quack, quack all day long, well, guess what? They're in for, they're in for a world of, of hurting. I wish I could speak right now. It's it's late and I'm I'm tired. I'm a little drunk, but I'm speaking the truth right here. I know in my heart that Satsujin Squad they will prevail. They will win the tag team championships. The Ugly Ducklings, you know, they they can give us everything they got, but at the end of the day, they're not Satsujin. Yeah, if, if you're expecting the Ugly Ducklings just go in and say quack quack quack, you're kind of in for a world of hurt, my friend. That they're they're more uh, dangerous than you're giving them credit for. Listen, I know firsthand how good they are. I've seen them. I've seen them in person. But Barton De Niro, they are hungry. They are pissed off. They talk about this time and time again. I, I've been in contact with him throughout this whole pandemic. 
And this is the only thing they're talking about. They're obsessed. They're obsessed with winning the tag team championships. And on top of that, they're obsessed with beating the Ugly Ducklings because they have not forgotten the L that they took. And they do not want that to happen again. All goes down live September 5th at the Showboat in Atlantic City. Tickets available now. Should be fun. Everything's coming back, Mark. Everything's slowly but surely eventually coming back. Oh, hell yeah. We're coming back in a big, big way, man. At the Showboat in Atlantic City. I mean, now that's an anniversary show. Over under on you getting punched in the face this time? Hell no, man. Oh, Dan, I'm not going then. Why, why is anyone going to punch me in the face? Not I'm Hollywood. It's very punchable. I'm very punchable. Stop. If they touch me, I will. So, Larry's lipshits, blah, blah, blah. What a wuss. I'm a wuss. I am not a competitor. I am there as an advocate. You just told me for Seth what, Sujin, 40 minutes ago you're a black belt? I am a black belt. So, you're I don't want to use it. I made a promise. See my representatives mm-hmm. that I would not compete. Mm-hmm. Am I capable mm-hmm. of defending myself? Absolutely, mm-hmm. I am, buddy. Mm-hmm. But you know, I'm not competitor there. I'm I'm there because I love wrestling. I'm there as an advocate for Satsujin. I am there because I love wrestling. I love my boys, and I am there because I know for a fact that I have a winning team, and I am there to make a difference. Well, I'm sure you can talk all night about this because you sort of have. So let's wrap things up, Mark. Like I said earlier, this is my last show for a couple of weeks. I'm taking my annual two-week vacation at the end of the year to get started and come back at the new season on A Shot of Wrestling, season five. I'd like to take the last two weeks of the summer to unwind, relax, because there's so much to do now, Mark. I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. So, the one year I want to do something, I can't. Your right hand's going to get a little busy. Yeah. And my left. <laughs> I'm drunk enough. Yeah, the one year I want to do something, now I can't. That's how freaking life goes. But if they want to find you, Mark, they can find you at yourfavoriteactor.com. You find all your social media stuff there. Continue to play. Don't you have a whole speech lined up? Yeah, you can find me at yourfavoriteactor.com. You can find all my social media links on there. You can check me out. And you can check out Shot of Wrestling all across the board, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Uh, when you listen to our show, please give us five stars. Give us a little bit of a review. Send us some love. And uh, hit us up. Let us know what you want to hear. Give us your opinions. Uh, agree, disagree with what we said. You can dial it up, 619-343-3005. Our hotline is always open. Our inbox at com. So next week is just you and Mark with Carson, I believe you confirmed. It'll be you, the Long Island boys, whatever you guys call yourself. Yes, yes. I cannot wait. Putty, you, you're going to have to try everything in your power to try bring back your show. We may take this hostage for forever. Okay. I'm free. I'm free. <laughs> two dudes with attitude 2.0 taking over. So in other words, yes, can skip that episode. Wow, dude. I'm just kidding. Carson's, Carson, Carson's awesome. He's a walking encyclopedia. So uh, you're going to miss me, but Carson has big shoes to fill. And if anybody can do it, it's Carson. You know, unfortunately, Mark will be there as well, but it's fine. People love me. Mm, just the man in the mirror. Anyway, that wraps up episode 221. Again, I'll see you guys in a couple weeks. I have been your host at Michael J. Putty. Until next season, Putty out. Hey, baby, I hear the bell ringing, hip tosses and body slams. Oh, my. And maybe you seem a bit confused. Yeah, baby, but I got you pinned. Ha, 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 But I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is a man to do? Good night, everybody. <laughs>